Alexander Barkov. Another shot for the Cats to win it in the seventh round. Barkov, let's go! Hello and welcome back to the Palm Tree Podcast. Justin Bedford joined by Noah Russo as always. Also alongside... We've been talking about this for a while now. We have been talking about this with you guys for a while now. It's finally happening, the moment you have all been clamoring for. We got Jared Shea on the podcast here. Lifelong Leafs fan. Former host of the Blue Line Boys podcast, Jared Shea. How you doing? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Um... Okay, I guess. I don't know. We just we lost our intramural yeah, game earlier today. Yeah, we had an intramural game. Lost 4-1. You know, it's tough. especially it's tough. Especially when it's the refs that usually do you in. Also, we played terribly. <laughs> well, the other team was just better, too. Yeah, we tried really hard, though. No doubt about that. We were short a few bodies. Had to make do. Some bad coaching. Coach didn't show up. That's why. So, all around. Not a strong game from us. Um, But... Stronger yeah. game, stronger game from the Panthers on uh, Saturday night. Absolutely, strong game from them um, against Montreal. We'll get to that in a bit, talking about Roberto Luongo. But first, I want to uh, throw it to Jared Shea here. Obviously, you're a Leafs fan. Yeah, we have been talking uh, all season about you know the Leafs and Panthers. Um, they're fighting for that last divisional spot. Um, Leafs obviously go on the California road trip. Um, what did you see from those three games out there? What did you like? What did you not like? First things first, um, it wasn't great. We'll just start off with that. I mean, anytime you go o two and one against three of the bottom what five six teams in the league, it's not great. They're not good. No, they're not good. Um, the offense just wasn't there. I mean, you had what you got shut out by the Kings in a shootout. That's kind of a unicorn game, but I mean, like the Anaheim game, it was. They couldn't really get anything set up inside the zone for sustained periods of time. The power play was useless in two of the three games. The San Jose game was, I don't, I don't know, it was pretty much just one of the worst performances I've seen. This, this Leafs team has the ability to just want to fold when they're down by, like, two goals. Like, the Sharks scored two goals in, in the third period in 57 seconds, and then you could basically turn off the game at that point because I didn't think they were coming back. I mean, and love to be, and they didn't love to be. So it's good wrong. instincts, good instincts. I mean, it's not the end of the world. I mean, it's definitely frustrating. But you know, this team three weeks or not three weeks ago, last week, two weeks ago now, they won uh, three in a row against Tampa and then Florida and then Vancouver. So it was obviously just a bit of a frustrating week. But they can rebound. Next week's a big, big week. You've got Tampa, Boston, and Nashville. So um, some tough games on the schedule. Tough games, but it's it's interesting because they seem to want to. I've thought this for a number of years with the Leafs. They seem to want to play down. Like if they're playing a bad opponent, like Anaheim or LA, like they seem to not. They play down to their they opponent. They play down to their opponent versus like maintaining the, the level of playing like a Boston or a Tampa, and you know, and they, and they can succeed at that. But they just I don't know. It's been yeah. frustrating. The, la- the last few days have been semi frustrating. I'll say. Yeah, that. and I think the thing is too, and we've talked about this with the Panthers as well, is that. You get into a situation where you're playing, you know, weaker teams in the standings, um, but those teams, as much as they are out of the playoff picture, like, they would like to play spoiler. They want to ruin other teams' chances when they can, um, so they're going to bring their compete level every night. Um, yeah, we, I think we saw that on the California road trip for the Leafs. Um, Absolutely. In your opinion, the uh, the expectations for the Leafs coming into this year, obviously very, very high. 
Um, their players getting paid. They've had some successful years. In your opinion, what has been the biggest thing that has hurt this Leafs team this year? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I have a few in mind, but I want to hear. I want to hear your opinion. Uh, I want to say injuries, but I think Freddie Anderson being as inconsistent as he's been has hurt them for sure. Like if you look at his numbers, going, he had one good month in November. And then he's he's been a sub or around 900 goalie since then. Um, that's first shot, Freddie. You're talking about. Well, right? I mean, people on people, people on Twitter have coined the phrase "first shot, Freddie." Uh, I'm not one of them, but um, <laughs> he's been inconsistent. That's probably I would say if that's one negative, that's probably the biggest one. Obviously, you can't ignore the injuries, like having Morgan Riley, Jake Muzzin, and Cody Cece until the Anaheim game out of the lineup for a sustained period of time. You're essentially icing like a slightly better than AHL level defense um it's uh, it's tough I, I would say probably Anderson's inconsistency but coupled with the the fact that you're we'll call them your three best defensemen uh out of the lineup for a large number of games it's been probably the worst thing yeah I think for for me in my opinion I don't watch the Leafs that much um because I have no interest in them as a team at all but um from what I've seen, like it just seems like maybe a lack of inconsistency throughout the team. Like you know, there are games and there are moments within games where they look very, very good. You see the talent and the skill that they have, and then there are times where they lose to a Zamboni driver or they lose to three California teams, and it's like, why? Like so, I think that's one of them. Injuries is an interesting one because there are like a lot of injuries throughout the league uh, going on right now. A lot of teams have been battling that. Um, and obviously, it's tough. Like it's where you get the injuries. A lot of injuries to defensemen. Um, Cody Cece, major loss. Um, obviously, <laughs> sure. Um, Another one too. Janssen. Janssen's been a, a somewhat felt loss. I feel like Mikheyev too's been Mikheyev, injured since. Yeah, yeah. He he was skating last week though. Funny enough. And yeah. They were saying his timeline was the end of March, and I'm, I don't know. He could be back relatively soon, but you never we'll know. See. Yeah. You never true. know. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, we're in, we're into the stretch now. Um, Leafs obviously they're up three points right now on the Panthers, um, but the what, Panthers have a game in hand. Panthers have a game in hand. Both teams have some t- tough games coming up here. Um, I know you're obviously rooting for the Leafs to get in. In your opinion, what do you think they have to do to get in Good and question. to maintain that spot? Good question. Um, it goes back to the consistency, just the consistent effort every night. Um, you know, you can't have a game where you lose. You were down five nothing, and then end up losing five two in one of the worst games of the year to the Penguins, and then two nights later beat them four nothing on home ice. Like you can't have that. You have to have a consistent level of play every night. Your power play has to be good. Your penalty kill has to be good. I think the goaltending is a big thing. Now that they got Jack Campbell, though, Jack Campbell's been a huge addition. I've thought, and he'll he will be going forward in the future years. But I just say consistency in general. Um, kind of a general term, I know, but. Uh, yeah, goaltending. Gold. If you don't want that in terms of generality, probably goaltending. Um, but the defense just has to be better. Is probably the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, you talk about goaltending. That's been one of you know the main points we've discussed, Noah and I, this year and, with yeah, the Panthers. Yeah, and you say def- the defense is the issue. Are you are you mad that Kyle Dubas didn't try and change that at the deadline? Like, what's your perspective on that? Because Dubas really didn't do anything at the deadline. The the most the biggest deal really was the Jack Campbell deal, and I'd say that's 
minor at best. You're getting Jack Campbell over Michael Hutchinson, and you're bringing Kyle Clifford, which really just helped you get embarrassed against Carolina. Well, I think, first of all, I mean, the Campbell trade, yeah, it was, it was you know, Campbell's, uh, Campbell's been good, and Clifford's been, he's had his moments. He's fought a couple guys supposedly to get people fired up. I've noticed him; he's a lot. He's faster than I, I thought he was. Yes, yes, that's a good not thing. fast, but faster than faster I thought he was. Right, uh, you know. I think uh, honestly, I was imp- well. I won't say impressed, but I kind of understood, and I won't. I'd say agreed with what Dubas did because he kind of sent the message of um, you. We've paid you. We've we've paid Marner. We've paid Tavares. We've paid Matthews. We've paid Nylander. We're, they hadn't announced the Muzzin extension yet, but they were about to. Um, this is the group. Figure it out. Like, we can't keep going through seasons of saying, oh, we didn't have the right players and we should retool and we should trade for this guy and trade for this guy. This is the team, and it's proven that they can be a good team. Figure it out. I kind of like that because it's a, it, it's, it tells them that, you know, they have confidence that they can, A, figure it out, and B, they like to see them figure it out, and they're not going to get ahead of themselves, jump the gun, and start shipping people out of town. I've seen people on Twitter say that uh, if if the Leafs don't go deep this year, they could really switch up the core, which I don't really understand, um, and that Marner might be on the block, which I don't understand. But in terms of that, I think I, I understood where Dubas was coming from, and I thought, for, oh, and the Callie Rosen trade, I thought that was, Callie Rosen's played some important minutes for them since he's come to the Leafs. Yeah, I like Callie Rosen. He's played very well, and I mean, the less that we can see of Marincin, probably the better. But well, I mean, Marty, I mean... <laughs> Thinks he thinks he's a forward half the time when he, you know, just skates blindly behind the net. But oh, maybe you should give him the old Mark Pissick treatment and throw him at forward. <laughs> well, um, for them. Yeah, against the against, against the, the Leafs, Leafs. Four goals that, in two games this yeah. season against the Leafs. Yeah, Leaf killer. Yeah, the one thing that was interesting though, like you talk about, Dubis wasn't very active at the deadline. The one thing that was interesting to me was that before the deadline, like two weeks before the deadline, he said how we play here in the next couple weeks. That's going to dictate, you know, what I do at the deadline. And then they didn't play very well for those two weeks, and he does nothing. And I was I was a bit kind of confused about that because I figured, you know, if you're if you're struggling, and obviously there's a lot of pressure to get in in the Toronto market, it's not as laid back as the Panthers market where you know it's just kind of me and Noah chilling. <laughs> and obviously our our listeners who we love so much, of course. Um. <laughs> yeah, but. Good game on Saturday. Yes. Oh, yeah. Get in. Uh, before we go to the game on Saturday, I just want to ask, before we go there, um, your thoughts so far on Dennis Mulligan in Toronto. Obviously, we miss him very much in Florida. Um, what are your thoughts on how he's been for the Leafs? I like the way he's fit in. I think he's he's pretty quick. Like He's, he's got a lot of foot speed. He's kind of like a captain in terms of that. Um, they had him on a line with uh, Clifford, I want to say. Oh, uh, a couple burners. Game. Like... I don't know. I think he could be utilized better if maybe if he got a look up in the top six playing with like Matthews or Nylander. But I've liked from I've liked what I've seen from him so far. He hasn't been overall you know like a game breaker by any means, but definitely not a minus to the lineup. So um, I enjoyed the trade. I think you know he'll. Be, I don't know what his contract is. I don't know. I think he's back for next season, but um, he's been good. Hasn't been negative. If he's not back for next season, he's RFA. Yeah, so they'll have his so, rights. Yeah, yeah. his rights. So either way, sign him to a, a, a minor deal. But yeah, he's definitely not been a minus. He's definitely probably been a plus to the lineup. So 
yeah, I mean, we're obviously very happy to see, you know, Dennis succeed. Um, but yeah, the, the game on Saturday. Um, Start off by the Roberto Longo jersey retirement ceremony. Yeah, did you guys, did you watch, you guys watch that one? I didn't get to see it. I saw the recap of it, but I didn't get to see it live, no. Yeah, I uh, I watched it live. I thought they did a really good yeah. job with the ceremony. Um, you know, his family there. You can tell how much, uh, you know, the community means to him. And uh, really special for the from the Panthers' uh, perspective that they um, they decided to do it against Montreal, right? Because he's from Montreal. That's a nice yes. gesture, obviously. Um, and that really looked good too from the Panthers' perspective. And yeah, I mean, good just game selection. Very. Very touching. He's been he's been an integral part of the yeah. Panthers organization. Yeah, I mean, like when yeah, when you think of the Florida Panthers, he's got to be one of the first players that comes to mind. You know, his two stints there with the team, um, just a tremendous player, tremendous person. You know, when I think of Roberto Luongo and the Panthers, um, the memory that comes to me was uh, I remember the game. It was right after the <laughs> the Parkland shooting, and I was at that game. And he spoke before the game, and you could just tell, you know, how devastated he was by it, obviously, but how much, you know, that community uh, in Florida there means to him. Um, very deserving, obviously, um, of the honor. He's obviously still with the organization. Um, yeah, I thought they did a really nice job. Yeah, and, I mean... The banners they gave away were cool, too. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, every yeah. fan, that was that was a really nice touch. Um and then, so, they retire Roberto Luongo's jersey, and then in net, starting for the Panthers, is Chris Drieger. I know, and it's like, could Chris Drieger become the next Roberto Luongo? I know a lot of people have been throwing that out there. I'm going to throw out, maybe not. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. <laughs> maybe not. You know, I know it's still early, obviously, you know, Chris has got a long career ahead of him, for sure. But, Drieger's, um... Juger's been, like, really good for the Panthers, though, this season. A, a, a very pleasant surprise, I would say, for the, the organization. Just with how... Like, the, it makes it really tough for them, considering they still have Sam Montambo. Yeah, and he uh, he needs a new contract coming up. Um, you know, and, he, and he's probably been better in that, that role and helping out uh, Bobrovsky with his struggles that he's had this year. You won't talk about goalie struggling, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, not ideal. Definitely been a bit of a disappointment. And he's um, out with an LBI right now. Yeah. I mean, I think this is the second time in this season he's out for injury. Yes. It's not... It's right. And, and that's the thing, like, he's, he's a very good goalie when he's healthy. Uh, or he has been in his career up until, you know, coming to Florida. But the way he does play, like, he's a very athletic guy, and he moves around a lot. And that's... Goalies like that, you do see a lot of injuries in their game. Um, when they're maybe not the most economical. You see it a lot like Jonathan Quick in L.A., who's very good goalie, but he gets hurt a ton. Yeah. Just because of the way he plays. Um, and that's that's difficult for a goalie. I would assume. I don't uh, know. I do not play goalie. Yeah. Um, ben Bishop before, but Ben Bishop's had a pretty nice stint of in, in injury-free. Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, he, and he's like... He got injured a couple times in Detroit, in uh, Tampa, and in, I'm pretty sure he was injured yeah. in his mini-stint with uh, the Kings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I would guess a lot of his injuries are more attributed to his size than his play yeah, style. Yeah, he's 6'7", of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's one of the biggest goalies in the league. I think he has back problems or there's something. Yeah, 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 I probably would too if I'm 6'7", I would imagine. Um, 
But yeah, just yeah, a really nice yeah night. Good job for for Chris Drieger in there. Great tribute to Luongo. Originally, we I think we had planned on doing like a top like hundred Roberto Luongo moments for our podcast, <laughs> um, and then there were just so many great ones to choose from. We couldn't narrow it down. And there was also maybe an issue with the user friendliness of the experience. Um, I don't know how much you guys would have enjoyed us just watching Roberto Luongo. Yeah, initially we just, we, we thought about just watching. We're just describing. We thought about just watching Roberto Luongo highlights and describing them to you. Um, and, um, it would have been fun, but I, I just... It would have been fun for us. I don't think it would have been fun yeah. for, for the listeners out there. Um, if you guys are out there, again, love you guys. Um... So yeah, we, we opted not to do that. Yeah, but, that, but that's that's on the back burner. Maybe we'll do it yeah, sometime. Yeah, yeah, keep that idea around for yeah. Sure. But but aside, yeah, from the the tribute, um, obviously a huge win for the Panthers. Yeah, to, and, to stay in the hunt. Like we talked about it the last couple, you know, episodes, last couple weeks. You know, the team has struggled, and they, you know they're kind of slipping a bit. Um, and this this past week's been a massive week for the Panthers uh, for making up ground. Uh, ground and obviously you know uh, the Leafs struggles has been uh, a big help yes makes the race a little bit more interesting when that happens for sure yeah but yeah what were your overall thoughts on the game against Montreal what did you like about the way the Panthers played um I didn't get to see the game live unfortunately I was at the um the ice dogs were playing and I had to work um but I, I came back uh on the game, and I mean, I think Walmart. That's that's Walmart's first goal as a Panther. Yeah, fun to see, and just a nice, consistent effort from the team. Yeah, they really, you know, they didn't they didn't sit back at all. Um, Huberto Huberto gets on the score sheet. He's been in a bit of a slump. I've noticed because I recently acquired him on my fantasy team, um, which has just been disastrous. Um, not because of him, but <laughs> um, yeah. So nice for him too. Um, and then hopefully you can carry that up uh, and over into the next couple games. Uh, yeah, and I mean, Hoffman's now two goals away from 30. Yeah. And he, he's going he's gonna to get paid next season. Yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily think it'll be in Florida, yeah. but he is going to get paid. Um, one of the big things that does help, though, with that is that obviously the Panthers do have that you know, versatility because they were able to get their, their star players signed to some very team-friendly deals. Um, you know, which, you know, not every team is able to do, so they get that flexibility, um, or they can, you know, make additions. Obviously, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, in, internal cap and, you know, trying to shed some salary. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, that, uh, the um, Trocheck deal was pretty clearly that, um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Uh, I don't know, honestly, if Hoffman resigns. It's it's up in the air at this point for me. Yeah, it, like we, we talked about it. It's going to probably come down to him or Dadnov. Yeah. Um, and I, I would assume they keep Dadnov. Yeah. I, I would too. Um, Dadnov's going to be cheaper, I think. Yeah, he'll be he'll probably be a little bit cheaper. Um, yeah, than, than Hoffman, obviously. Um, a lot of people will be uh, lining up to sign those two guys. Um Looking ahead here, though. Uh, yeah, if we look at the standings, so three points out of a playoff spot and one game in hand on Toronto in the Atlantic. Yeah. 
So yeah, and it, yeah, like it's really like if they win that next game, then it kind of just comes down to who's going to be better the rest of the way. Is it going to be, in, you know, the Panthers or the Leafs? And you, you really don't know. Like both teams are very similar in terms of what they've done this year. They both had high expectations. Uh, Leafs probably higher. They both have slumped. Goaltending has been an issue for both of them. Um, they've been very inconsistent. So it'll be really interesting to see if any, either of them can build some momentum here down the stretch. Um, I think the next the next two games for the Panthers, you got... Very big. Yeah, you got Dallas and St. Louis in the next two. Uh, St. Louis tomorrow. Defending Cup champs, it's a big, it's a heavy but team. Then they get, they get a three-day break before they get Dallas in Dallas. Yeah, they get Dallas in Dallas, and then they get New Jersey and Detroit, which those are two games you should win. And that's going to come down to what we were talking about. Is Are they going to play down to their opponents, or are they going to keep that consistency? And we see Detroit uh, today, is they're, they're, going, they're going into a shootout right now with Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa Bay's not a bad team, you know? So no. you always got to be careful for those games. Um, and New Jersey, who just beat the Rangers 5-2 or the weekend, yeah. is a very big win for them, so... Yeah. New Jersey's been playing some really good hockey. So, yeah, yeah. no real e- easy games. Yeah, I mean, and that's one of yeah, that's one of the things too is like you you come down to this part of the year. Yeah, there really are no easy games because you play either teams that are good, really good. You're playing teams that are in the hunt and are as desperate as you, and then you're playing teams that want to be spoilers and take points away of you from you and you know hurt your 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 playoff chances. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, and then later in the month, 23rd of March, um, the game I'm sure a lot of people have circled on their calendars, it's Panthers, it's Leafs. I'm hoping, you know, the teams are still tight then and it's going to be a good matchup. Um, I hope Jared's Leafs lose, obviously, um, because (laughs) I'd love that. And so after the Leafs, so they play St. Louis on the Saturday and then the Leafs on the Monday, so it's going to be the second night of a back-to-back. Huh. Which I, I see Jared's grin uh, <laughs> is up to his ears. Um, but after the Leafs game, they play Ottawa twice, Montreal once, the Rangers once, and then Boston and Washington. Yeah. The Rangers have been a really interesting team here lately coming down the stretch. But I anticipate by then they'll be out of the playoffs. The Rangers. Yeah. Because I, I don't think they're going to make it. I think that big loss against New Jersey definitely hurt them in terms of playoff contention. So I don't expect to see them there. No, it'll be it, yeah, it's going to be interesting. That, that's going to come down to they're they're going to want they're going to want to play spoilers uh, for the Panthers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of teams are, are thinking. Um, that'll be very very interesting. Um, before we move on here, I want to talk about... Um, so the NCAA season's up now. Yeah. Um, do you think Spencer Knight will be signing a contract, or do you think he goes back another year? And what would you think would be best for his development? Because, you know, okay. there's been a lot of talk with a lot of the college players. A lot of them have had good years. Um, I know in Montreal, uh, Caulfield had a really good year. He won the Big Ten Scoring Championship. But Bergevin, because he had... He sat down and said that he wanted Caulfield to stay in the NCAA next year. Or potentially, if he really wanted to, sign an AHL contract. 
Yeah, what are right? you? Yeah, you're... and I I see other guys. I think Turcotte will go pro next year. I think he's going to sign with LA, and I think he'll have a shot at the team. Actually, it's a very it's a team in, that's restructuring, and it's perfect time for him to get in on the ground floor. Given Spencer Knight and. Everything depends, in my opinion, on the Sam Montembeau contract situation at the end of the season. Is he getting re-signed? Is he getting brought back? Or do they let him go, trade him, or do something about it? Because they still have Drager, who's kind of proven himself as a backup this season, who's taken the backup spot over um, Montembeau, Montembeau uh, for at least one extended stint. Um, and... It's going to be interesting to see because I think that if Montembo isn't back, then there is that maybe that opportunity for Knight to play some number of games in the AHL. Yeah, the thing for me is more, yeah, yeah, looking at the development of it, and I think from what we've seen from Spencer Knight this year in the NCAA, is I think he is ready to take on a, you know more of a challenge, um, and I think he would be ready for the AHL. Um, so I would, you know, I think I would like to see him sign a contract just to see, you know, what he can do. Um, but yeah, there has been a lot of talk about a lot of prospects. Um, you know, you're from Montreal. What were your thoughts on them sending Caulfield, uh, t- saying that Caulfield would be going back? Fine by me. You know, Kat Kniemi is now in the AHL with a spleen injury. Given that situation for that team, I think that they can do no wrong in sending him back to the NCAA for another season. Yeah. Well, the thing, the thing I look at is, and I thought, like, I think Turcotte should go back as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I like, think so too. I, I think, think, I think there's a good they, chance they sign him. I, mean, I think Turcotte's been underwhelming in the NCAA. I think that team, that whole team, um, I, they have Caulfield, they have Turcotte, they have a couple other guys. I think. Uh, they have, um, in this year's draft, Dylan Holloway. Yeah, um, and then they have a couple other drafted players at least. Yeah, well, the thing for me is I think, and this is just an opinion, I have no basis for this, is that, really, is that you'd probably get better physical development in the NCAA than in the AHL. Because when you're in season, you're not really doing many, you know, you're not in the weight, like weight room a lot. You're on the road, you're traveling, you play a lot of games, you play less in the NCAA all these schools have state-of-the-art facilities um, to train at. So for a player like Turcotte, who's a bit on the smaller side, and we, we've we seen him a bunch, a couple, well, not a bunch, we've seen him a few times, and the big thing we've kind of knocked on him is that he's not overly strong on pucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would probably be best for his development. I would say the same for, for Caulfield, probably. Um, so, yeah, and going back to Spencer Knight, I personally think he's ready. I think it's going to depend on whether or not the organization wants to bring him up this season or next season in terms of um, their overall goalie structure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they, they do with their goalie situation in the summer. Um, obviously, you know, Bobrovsky is not going anywhere, especially with that contract. Um, and there's not really a whole lot of money internally to give out to other guys. So if you want to improve it, how much you're willing to spend. There are some names out there, um, you know, that are interesting names. That might be in the there, price yeah, range. Yeah, no, and we talked about this. Free agency for goalies is going to be very, very important this off season. Yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, who knows, but it's going to be a, a fun last stretch of the yeah. season here. Um, just want to finish off by taking a look at maybe the Western Conference and somebody who I think is doing incredibly bad, the, the Arizona Coyotes. It's not been a great run for them. I, what, what do you think is going on there? Like they're they're clearly I mean I don't want to jinx it but they're probably not going to make playoffs. No, I mean they, 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 they made they, that blockbuster trade for Taylor Hall. What what's going on in that organization's head? Darcy Kemper has not been the same since he got back from injury. So yeah, I mean it's definitely an interesting situation. Um, yeah, um, you know I think for for me the thing is they don't really have any you know goal score like guys that score goals right like Taylor Hall's a great player I mean their their best goal scorer is arguably Connor Garland yeah he's pro- yeah he's, he's yeah in terms of natural pure goal score yeah I mean Clayton Keller's more of a pass first player um Mick Schmaltz is certainly a pass first player <laughs> very much so very much so I had him on my fantasy team all year I think he took maybe a total of 12 shots in the t- in the games I've watched him that number could be off by, you know, a couple. Um, it's, yeah, and then, yeah, even Phil Kessel has been more of a, a pass-first player in the last few years of his career. It's it's not... I wonder if, I mean, ownership is going to put a little more pressure on Chaika next season. I, but I, I, I don't know exactly what the vibe is there, just because... He, he makes he makes this big move to get Taylor Hall, who's an established elite and like, and, player in the league, and then his team just kind of like that, I don't want to say falls apart, but well, it's like, yeah, it's a lot of things. Like there's the injury factor. Yeah, they were they were in a playoff spot when they traded for him. Well, right? that was the thing is you trade for Taylor Hall, your team's playing well, you want to reward them, you get them for a longer period of time, so you trade for him earlier. Like the theory of making that move, I think, is a solid theory. And like I, I admire them taking that risk. It just hasn't really worked out right now. Um, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on the situation there, Jared? I saw a stat on Twitter. I don't remember who tweeted it, but it was that Taylor Hall has the same, I think it was the same amount of, don't quote me on this, it was the same amount of points, I think, uh, in terms of the split of the season that he had in New Jersey and that that he has had since being dealt to Arizona at like twenty five. That was probably like three or four days ago, so it could be different. Probably. Oh, I'll go look. That well, up he had a couple. You. He had a couple goals against yeah. Calgary the other the other yeah. day. So, you know, so, I mean, it's yeah. different, but it's still. I mean, at that like twenty five and twenty five after you get traded, like ugh, I, he had a bit of a slow start from what I read or what I watched after he got traded, but he hasn't been the absolute okay so difference maker. I think they and he's, he's gotten some criticism for the way he plays too this yeah. year. Yeah. I've seen. Yeah, so the the actual number is 25 points, 6 goals, 19 assists in 30 games with New Jersey. Yeah. So 25 points and then with Arizona in 34 game games played, he's at 27. Yeah. Okay. 10 goals, 17 assists. So it's terrible. The the production is literally the same. Yeah. Yeah, and it's that's one of the things that was I saw that and I was like there's no way that can be correct because I mean obviously New Jersey's not a great team. But, you know, Arizona's hypothetically a better team, and, you know, standings as they are, but that's that was just very surprising. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see what he does this summer, I think. Yeah, I was just, I was just, I was just yeah. about to ask, what, what do you think he goes in the summer, um, and what do you think he gets on his next contract? Ooh. Especially with keeping in mind 
you know, the reported salary cap numbers that are out that could be, you know, in that ballpark between 84 and 88 million. Uh, yeah, I think the 88, I think the 88 a bit generous. I've seen a lot of things. I would love to see it. And oh, I'm sure no. you would oh, too I'll, as a Leafs fan. Oh, no, obviously I'd love to see it, but I think the 88 a bit generous. Um, oh, um, absolutely. I think personally, I don't know where he goes. It's It'll be very interesting. I've seen like uh, Edmonton in the conversation where he goes back because of, you know, coaches and GMs not there anymore that traded him. Um, Colorado was floated around at the, when he got traded. Arizona's definitely yeah, and that was signing. that was was Colorado going to give up Bowen Byram? For no, him? And they I think that's what it came down to, and it was. I would. Uh, would you? I would. I think I think he would have been a better fit in Colorado than Arizona. To be completely I would love to see. I would love to see Taylor Hall in Colorado. Like if he goes down in free agency, that'd yeah. be sick. Yeah. 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 Um, and they have so much cap space. Well, they will. I mean, like if, I think like. Yeah, from what you can infer is like... He's, and we already know McKinnon's taking a team-friendly deal after this. He's still got some... Yeah. $6.3 million. It's not bad. One not of the best deals in the league. Um, if not the best. Yeah, how much do you think Taylor Hall is making on his next deal? Good question. Considering he... He's at... 52 points in 64 games... Has a heart trophy on his resume. Heart no play. No playoff resume. series wins. So I think it's very. It's very clear. I think he's going to go to a contender because he hasn't really been on one. That's where he's going to want to go. He's going to want to go, and if that's where he wants to go, and I assume he would, he'd probably take a pay cut to go there. Whether how much that is. Um, Toronto for ten point five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. for Marner. Um, yeah. I I think I yeah, think, ship Marner out. Ship Marner out. I'd. L- Packaging with Cody CC just a pure cap dump. At this stage right now, I'd say probably between nine and ten million. Yeah, I talk- if I would not be surprised, lo- like on the lower end of ten to eleven, but I'm expecting between nine and ten million for this player. Yeah, I think I talked to some other people the last few days here, um, and the number we kind of you know kind of felt was the most reasonable would probably be nine point five. When you look at comparable players around that age, like... In, I mean, uh, how much did Panarin sign for? 11-something. 11 11.6. Yeah, and he's, like, a lot better. Yeah, so I don't think I don't think you're going to argue that close to Panarin money, but I think you also make a case that he's probably better than Jeff Skinner. Well, Mark Stone. Yeah. yeah how much Mar- did yeah, Mark, Mark Stone... Nine, nine million, I believe. Yeah. Mark Stone's a bit older, too. Yeah. And Mark Stone doesn't have a heart trophy. That's true. Like, as much as that's, like... A little in the past, yeah. Um, and you know, somebody... so maybe closer to ten. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd say between nine and a half, ten would probably be where I'd, I'd oh, guess he ends up. Mark Stone makes nine and a half, my bad. So yeah, uh, yeah, and right, but then you adjust for cap time, right? Depends where he goes too. If he goes to taxes, Florida team, you know. I mean, good. if you would love to come to Florida, I mean, I would love to see Taylor Hall in Florida. I'd love to see it happen. Um, see him buzzing around the ice, but. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see what, he, what what's going on in his mind and what he decides to do. Yeah, and also like I'll admit, like I'm not overly familiar with every team's cap situation right now, uh, going into next year. So I don't know which teams would potentially have the the room for him or would be willing to make the room for him. Um, but it, it is it is interesting. It's an interesting situation because he is. You know the big name out there in free agency, um, a lot of suitors. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, that does it for this this episode of the podcast. Um, last word to you, Jared Shea. What's on your mind? How did you enjoy coming on the podcast? Oh, it was just a riveting experience. I'm really happy we could finally uh, connect the dots and yeah, uh, get see? my debut appearance. I told you we wouldn't make fun of you. No, no. That was the big <laughs> issue is that he thought we were going to do that, but we would well, never was, do that. It was conflicting reports. So I don't know. Some sources. <laughs> no, of course, this is a family-friendly podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, International Women's Day 2. <laughs> Um, the all women's broadcast going on right now. That's awesome. Love to see that. Um, but yeah, okay. Last word to you, Jared. Sorry. Well, I mean, we got a happy International Women's Day to all the all the all the female listeners out there. Yeah. What uh, are some women in your life that have really inspired you? Oh, my mom for sure. Um, you know, other ones, Michelle Obama, absolutely. Absolutely. For me, I'm probably going with Cassie Campbell because. Growing up, sure. um, I used to play in her street hockey tournament every year. Just a great person. Love her. Um, Kim Davis in the NHL. She's great. Um, Michelle Obama, too. Billie Jean King. Billie Jean King's a good one. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Noah, what but, do you say? <laughs> man, like, you guys have pretty much gone over, like, most of them, but... There's some been most of them. I don't know. There's some been like there've been like a very very big amount of inspire inspiring women over the course of history. I mean, it's it's there's there's a lot to choose from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so great to see that. Love what the NHL is doing. Um, I still hope they do more stuff in the future. I think they absolutely should. Um, and yeah, who knows? Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Jared. We appreciate. Um, you taking the time to come out here. Anytime, um, boys, anytime. Yeah, hopefully, you know, maybe we'll get you on another episode yeah. um, later on. But, um, yeah, I really appreciate you coming out. Um, yeah, it was a great time. Thank you to all our listeners. We appreciate all of your support, truly. Um, and we will see you guys next time.